this is Tosha and you are tuning into the Supernova Tosha podcast show, the show that addresses social issues and how it affects our community. And what we're going to be discussing now is the heightened migrant crisis. Tempers are definitely boiling. There are clashes and protests over Biden's border crisis. Take a look at what is happening in Chicago. There is a true humanitarian crisis as the city struggles. Let's go ahead and take a look at this video. Uh, we're gonna go. Sh- we're gonna show you this video right now of um, just basically what's going on with the migrants that have been bused to Chicago. Let's go ahead and roll that video. Migrant crisis has made its way north to Chicago. More than 8,000 migrants have arrived there since last August. That's when Texas Governor Greg Abbott began busing asylum seekers to so-called sanctuary cities to protest against immigration policies. Chicago officials say the daily arrivals there have increased tenfold over the last two weeks, and there's no place for all of them to go. While they wait for beds in city shelters to become available, some are sleeping on floors in police station lobbies and, for a time, at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. City officials are saying this is a humanitarian crisis. Heather Sharon has been covering it for Chicago's public television station, WTTW. Uh, Heather, is this reached crisis levels now, or has this been a, 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 a slow-burning problem? So it's a little bit of both, John. The problem has really sort of ratcheted it up significantly in the last 10 days. And that is when, as you said, the number of immigrants arriving in Chicago increased significantly. Uh, before the last 10 days, about you know 10 um, migrants a day were arriving in Chicago. Now that number is anywhere between 75 and 100 per day. And that has really stretched the city's shelter system beyond the breaking point. So it had been sort of a slow-burning problem since the fall when really this reached the first peak and now there's a second peak of this humanitarian crisis, according to city officials, and there's not enough money or capacity to house these people who are arriving in Chicago, really with not much more than the clothes on their back. Does anyone have an idea why this is, uh, this surge is taking place now? Well, I think it is a little bit to do with the fact that the weather has warmed up and that there has been some change in sort of how officials at the border are are processing asylum seekers. And of course, instead of caring for these people in Texas and in other border states, they're being sent to Chicago for the first time really on planes before they were really arriving on buses and the city had sort of set up a system to deal with those arrivals. But this has presented new challenges for city officials that were already sort of stretched to the breaking point. And they say they can't really do much more because they've yet to get any financial aid from the federal government and have only received $20 million from the state government, which they said they've already spent leaving them really with empty pockets to deal with this surge that they really did not anticipate happening until after the public health rule title 42 is lifted in a couple of weeks so that has also added to the problem the city agencies are really bearing the brunt of this have they asked for help or are they going to get help from either the state or the federal government Well, two city council committees held a hearing on this on Friday where city officials said 
that they were pleading with state and federal officials to do more, but there's really no time frame for those requests for help to be um, answered, which means that the city is going to ask the city council to dip into the city's surplus and set aside $53 million in the coming weeks to help care for these immigrants. But that assumes that this surge will continue at this current level and not get significantly greater, which is a bet I don't think anybody is willing to tank. So this problem is much more likely to get worse than better anytime soon. And the city is about to have a change of governments, change of mayors. The new mayor gets, is inaugurated May 15th. Is that gonna complicate things? So they say that it's not going to complicate things because the outgoing administration of Mayor Lori Lightfoot says they're coordinating closely with Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson. But this is a difficult time to sort of make sure that programs are continuing and nobody's missing a beat. So that is certainly an added complication when you have sort of a, a crisis to the point where people are sleeping in police stations and at the at the airport, prompting a lot of hard questions from older people who want to know what's being done to address this now, once again, very visible problem in Chicago. You know, Chicago has been an a, essentially an asylum city since Harold Washington was mayor. He issued an executive order saying the police wouldn't enforce immigration laws. Are people beginning to rethink that because of this? No, I don't think so. I think that the Chicago believes that this is a crisis, as Mayor Lightfoot has said very time, really created by Republican governors, including Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who are trying to sort of make this a political problem that where it doesn't otherwise need to be. But there's no sense that Chicagoans don't want to care for these people, but are in fact frustrated that the city has fallen behind essentially the eight ball in having the ability to care for these people. Now, if you talk Talk to city officials, including Mayor Lightfoot. She says she's doing absolutely everything it can. And this is this problem is due to the lack of response, both by the federal government and the state government, a politically complicated stance to take, of course, because President Joe Biden and Governor J.B. Pritzker are both Democrats, as is Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson. Heather Sharon from Chicago Public Television Station WTTW. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be with you, John. So uh, there you have some of what uh, the Chicagoans are facing. I don't know if I said that correctly, but um, this is a very heated, very heightened uh, situation that needs um it's of vital importance. Um, there are two key factors that contributed to the migrants being sent to Chicago and also to New York. Uh, one of them is for economic opportunities. So both Chicago and New York were major industrial and commercial centers during the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Now these cities offered abundant job opportunities in industries such as manufacturing, trade, and finance. Um, migrants were attracted to these cities in search of better economic prospects, higher wages, and improved living conditions. The second is immigration ports. Chicago and New York serve as major immigration ports with Ellis Island in New York and various entry ports in Chicago, such as the Port of Chicago. 
Many migrants arrived in these cities as their first destination upon entering the United States. And these cities um, provided infrastructure and resources to accommodate the influx of migrants, including settlement houses, social services, and other ethnic communities that offered support and also familiar familiarity. Um, the relationship between the President Joe Biden's White House and Eric Adams experienced strain in private, in private earlier than uh, previously disclosed. Um, even before the New York mayor publicly criticized the president regarding the migrant crisis in his city. In October of last year, during a meeting in the chief of staff's office, Adams expressed his concerns to a group of Biden's aides stating that there appeared to be a lack of leadership and urging the president to provide greater assistance in managing the significant influx of migrants. The handling of this issue holds great sensitivity for the White House and also for President Biden. Um, we can definitely see that the relationship between the White House and the mayor's office has experienced significant challenges and frustrations. According to multiple sources, um, there has been finger pointing and frustration between Mayor Adams President Biden, their aides, and also their advocates. Now, these tensions have arisen due to perceived mishandling of the response to the migrant crisis, which some feel has, you know, it has been um, akin to playing a hot potato with uh, hot potato, playing hot potato with people. So uh, there's a growing concern amongst officials in both the White House and uh, New York City that the failure to find solutions um, and address the concerns could become a major political issue for Democrats leading up to the 2024 elections. While other cities have also seen an increase in migrant arrivals, New York City has become the focal point of this crisis. Now, I don't know if you have seen any of these videos of um, the migrant crisis, the migrants in New York. Um, it is definitely a growing concern. Now I'm going to show you in case you have and I'm going to show you um, the present situation in New York. So we have a second video that we want to show you. Uh, and this is what the present situation in New York currently looks like. So let's go ahead and uh, roll that second video. The Biden administration and the public officials of New York City are in deep disagreement over immigration. The New York mayor and governor have asked for increased federal support to handle migrants in the state. Business leaders, including Paramount Global, CBS's parent company, called on the administration to address what they described as a humanitarian crisis. Now, in the first response, administration officials are putting the responsibility back on the city and state. CBS News immigration reporter Camilo Montoya Galvez joins us to talk more. Camilo, remind us of the present situation and what it is that New York officials want. Good evening, John. Whether you want to call it a crisis or not, and you want to use a different term, it is absolutely true that New York City right now is facing dire and formidable humanitarian and operational challenges when it comes to housing tens of thousands of migrants and asylum seekers who are in need of shelter. The city is currently housing nearly 60,000 migrants across over 200 facilities, including hotels, homeless shelters, and now John F. Kennedy Airport. The city for over a year now, as you know, John, has been asking the administration, the federal 
government for millions of dollars in federal assistance to declare a national emergency on this issue and to implement a strategy that diverts migrants to other places in addition to New York so they can resettle in places away from the city. Most importantly, however, they have been asking the administration to grant migrants in the city and other places legal status so they can apply for work authorization earlier on in the process. Right now, because of a federal law dating back to the 1990s, migrants, most, most of them at least, have to first formally apply for asylum and then wait an additional 180 days from the day they file that application to be eligible for a work permit. And that is a major issue because the city obviously wants these migrants, John, to be self-sufficient. Right. And so what is the administration response? Um, what did they address in those complaints uh, or those requests from New York? And then what did they leave out? Well, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas directed a team at the Department of Homeland Security, John, to review this issue. And they came back to him with several recommendations. They are urging city officials to improve information gathering on the migrants they have in their custody at these shelters. They're asking city officials to improve the guidance and information that they offer to migrants on how the asylum and work permit application systems work. And they're saying that the city should offer more lawyers and case managers to migrants so they can leave these shelters, leave the shelter system earlier on more quickly. But notably, John, these recommendations and this new statement by the Department of Homeland Security does not address that important call from New York officials and others in other cities for these migrants to receive a temporary legal status like TPS or something known as parole that will allow them to apply for work permits without that 180-day waiting period for asylum cases. And I've been told by current and former U.S. officials that the reason that the administration has been reluctant to take these measures, John, is because they are concerned about encouraging more unlawful crossings along the U.S.-Mexico border, about incentivizing more people to come here because of generous immigration announcements, and because they're worried about Republican-led states suing them over this measure and over these steps. So you fixed the problem in New York and you create a new one at the border. What's the response been from the mayor and other New York officials? Well, in a statement, the mayor's office said that they are grateful that the federal government is now engaging them, engaging with them on this issue publicly, at least. But they are saying that this is not enough. They are asking the administration to declare a national emergency on this crisis. They say that action will allow FEMA and other federal agencies to more quickly distribute federal funds to New York. And again, they're calling on the administration, just like Chicago, Denver, and other places, for a expedited process for these people to apply for work permits. And the only way the administration can do that is by, again, granting these migrants legal status. But uh, politically, right now, the administration does not see itself in a place where it can do so. Camila Montag Alvarez, thanks so much, as always. All right. So um, as you can see, um, yeah, this is this is a tough one. Well, police stations and uh, uh, school buildings are being used to house migrants, um, which, you know, uh, some members of the community find uh, inconvenient and uh, residents in uh, black communities express concerns that their needs are being overlooked as funds that were originally allocated 
for their benefits are now being redirected towards supporting the migrants. Um, so I want you to take a look at this video. So I'm going to play um, another video and I want you to um, let me know how you feel after hearing from the community. So um, a lot of the reports we're here, we're hearing from a lot of reporters and um, from third party, but this is an actual meeting that I captured. Um, and after you, you hear this um, community meeting, I want you to just go ahead and tell me how you feel uh, about this whole migrant situation. So I'm going to go ahead and roll this video. Go ahead and take a look. Good morning. That plan to house migrants in another vacant Southside school is not sitting well with neighbors. One older woman says perhaps it's time the city can search or consider larger sites like McCormick Place to house migrants that would help relieve police stations, including this one. The police stations have been housing hundreds of these asylum seekers. The mayor-elect, Brandon Johnson, did address this issue this morning. He says that the city needs more federal help, and his team is working on a plan to address he calls a crisis engineered by outside forces. He says he does not want to see one community pitted against another. But we also have to be very clear that there are families in the city of Chicago who have been ignored for a very long time, right? We got to admit that. Thank you. We have to admit that. And so I want to make sure that black families who have been left out and that the brown families who want in are not seen as a divided space. This was what city officials encountered during a community meeting at South Shore College Prep. There were so many angry outbursts, they never gave their presentation. I don't have anything else to say. I'm ticked off. You're doing this wrong. You're doing it wrong. 250 people, give me a break. More than 8,000 migrants have been bused to Chicago, most of them from Texas since late August. The city has housed asylum seekers in shelters, park district facilities, and police stations. City Hall now proposes housing 250 to 500 migrants at the shuttered South Shore High School. It is a chair for them to sit, a place to decompress, and a place to take a hot shower. That's really what this is and a nice meal. It's a place to decompress and not be in a police district. Despite community pushback, the city opened a vacant Woodlawn school to migrants earlier this year. South Shore residents expressed similar concerns about safety, use of their tax dollars. Many felt blindsided. We do not hear from city officials until election time. It, um, this is insulting at its best. 49th Ward Alderwoman Maria Haddon says the city should consider housing migrants at McCormick Place, Navy Pier, or vacant big box stores so neighborhoods are not inconvenienced. Haddon says managing a few large sites would be easier than managing multiple smaller ones. The Alderwoman points out that uh, McCormick Place has a lot of space, multiple facilities that the city can use. An OEMC official recently told a city council committee that the city has identified 13 options as shelters, but each of one of those options does come at a cost. In Rogers Park, Judy Wang, WGN News. Thank you, Judy. You know how that lady said, um, 
we only hear from city officials when it comes election time. Um, no truer words have been uttered, honestly. Um, in Chicago, Mayor Brandon Johnson has addressed the growing conflict and concern um, regarding migrants sleeping on the police station floors. In an effort to alleviate overcrowding, um, Mayor Johnson has shared a timeline that includes the potential use of large tents. The city has already received multiple buses carrying migrants. However, the city government's actions regarding the migrant crisis have been perceived as lacking clarity by some. Uh, Mayor Johnson recently discussed his plan with ABC7 Chicago, aiming to ensure that all new arrivals are no longer accommodated on police station floors within the next month. Mayor Johnson emphasized the need for uh, prompt action due to the impeding change in weather condition. The goal is to establish the base camps before the arrival of inclement weather. Um, the mayor expressed confidence in the timely establishment of these camps to ensure the safety and well-being of those affected. Mayor Johnson highlighted ongoing efforts to acquire or repurpose multiple facilities by the end of the year in order to address the persistent need for sheltering new arrivals. He emphasized, emphasized that the significant increase in the number of buses arriving in the past 15 weeks compared to the entirety of the previous year. Now, Mayor Johnson urged a shift in uh, perspective viewing uh, the situation not as a crisis, but as the reality that the city is facing. Now, uh, some of the city council members who are familiar with the plan provided further details. Alderman Michael Rodriguez of the 22nd Ward explained that the mayor is proposing and implementing large tents equipped with HVAC units to uh, provide uh, dignified spaces for migrants. The 40th Ward Alderman Andre Vasquez mentioned that he has been informed by certain members of the administration about their consideration of military-grade tents and the establishments of base camps. These alternative approach aims to provide a different living and sleeping arrangement for individuals rather than utilizing police stations for these purposes. The proposal is to establish base camps equipped with essential amenities such as food, as cots, and also other health services. The intention is for these camps to serve as the initial destination for incoming migrants rather than utilizing police stations. However, the specific locations for these base camps have not yet been determined, uh, leaving the city council members uncertain. So finding suitable spaces for camp is also very challenging. Um, there are limited areas for the camps. It's challenging as there are limited areas within the actual city, particularly in the marginalized regions, such as the south and west sides. In response to criticism regarding sources allocation for new arrivals, the mayor acknowledged, uh, you know, uh, concerns about the estimated 64,000 Chicagoans, Chicagoans who uh, lack permanent housing. 
the city is working to address both the needs of migrants and the ongoing issue of homelessness. And uh, what's being emphasized with the challenges faced by families when they lack the necessary resources and interventions. He personally understands the pain caused by such hardship and turmoil. To address these issues, he's advocating for a real estate transfer tax that would allocate more resources towards providing the unhoused population and the mental health services. Additionally, Mayor Johnson is urging all levels of government to make sacrifices in order to effectively address the situation. Um, he also has emphasized that the failure to take action in this critical moment and uphold the city's values and principles would result in significant chaos, which could ultimately increase higher costs for the city. Now, the Biden migrant crisis has so many challenges and issues surrounding the influx of migrants at the United States southern border since President Joe Biden took office. Now, the crisis has been characterized by a significant increase of the number of migrants, including unaccompanied minors, attempting to enter the country. The surge has put a strain on the border, border facilities leading to overcrowding and concerns about the treatment and welfare of migrants. The Biden administration has uh, faced criticism for its handling of the situation, which debates focusing on immigration policies, border security, and the need for comprehensive immigration reform. Efforts have been made to address the crisis, including increasing capacity at the border facility, expediting processing, and exploring um, diplomatic solutions within countries of origin. And I do have to say that this migrant crisis is a complex, um, it's, it's complex with various factors contributing to it. Migrants uh, migrate for many different reasons, including seeking better economic opportunities, escaping persecution, or fleeing insecurity and poverty. It is not accurate to assume that they come to the United States with the intention of burdening this, the, the system. And each migrant story is unique and their motivation for seeking a better future um, definitely uh, varies. Now, uh, let's talk about foreign aid. Now, the United States of America provides significant financial assistance to various countries around the world. The allocation of foreign aid by the United States to different countries is determined by various factors, such as diplomatic relations, strategic interests, humanitarian concerns, and it is intended to support development, promote stability, and address global challenges. While foreign aid aims to support the citizens of uh, recipient countries, it does not necessarily guarantee that all citizens will remain in their home countries. Addressing the root cause of the migration requires comprehensive approaches that go beyond foreign aid alone. Uh, my purpose of this topic is to start conversations so that there can be solutions by approaching this with empathy, understanding, and sustainable solutions that benefit both migrants and also the host countries. Well, to my loyal family, the Supernova Tosha Show podcast can be heard on all these apps such as Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, 
or iHeartRadio. Uh, if you have a newer device, you um, can also get it on your Google Podcast. Uh, the goal here is to be on the 10 best podcast list to listen to. Um, so please make sure that you share, subscribe, and uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel and um, spread the word. I am absolutely so grateful for your time. I thank you so much for being attentive and I appreciate your presence. Be careful, be safe, and as they say in the islands, walk good, peace, be still.